Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Hello, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and welcome to another episode of Another Digital Citizen. I am Fro. With me, I have Lucas. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. I decided today that your name was Lucas. Sure, it's not, but you can pretend it is, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, the saint of uh, something, I think, Lucas was. Wasn't, uh, wasn't he in the Bible, Lucas? Luke was an apostle, so right? Oh, he was the apostle, that's true, yeah. Yeah, he, he wrote part of the Bible, right? So. Yes. See, it's so long since I've been a Christian now that I don't re even remember that. When I used to work retail, that's like one of the things I would get all the time. You're wearing a name tag. You'd, I'd either get like, uh, oh, Luke Skywalker, or oh, yeah, or yeah. they do like that's... a Darth Vader impression of my name, or the <laughs> o only other option was, oh, that's a good Christian name. Look at it. Look at that nice, good Christian name. <laughs> There's only two options as to reacting to my name tag when I was working retail. Yeah, because as we all know, you always have outed as a Christian. So, I mean, honestly, the the Star Wars thing is way over, way overdone more than the the Christian thing. I, like that annoys me more when people come up and do the Luke, I am your father thing. It's like, yeah, it's never been right. done before, guy. Yeah, yeah. Way to be an yeah, original yeah. comedian. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same with my name in in Norwegian. It uh, rhymes with a drawer in Norwegian. My name. Oh, okay. My name. So I, everybody goes like, "Frode Komoda." Very, very funny. Never ever heard it before. Uh, never ever. And also, uh, there was a children's uh, character in Norwegian television that was called Flode. That sounds very. That's pretty so close. Instead of yeah. an, yes, instead of an R, there was an L. So I never been called that in my entire life. Never. That's so fucking original. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I didn't really have too many nicknames when I was like, or not nicknames, but you know, like teasing names. Uh, Luke right. doesn't really tend it tend itself too well to like. Luke puke. Yeah, I never really got that one, though, I when it. I was a kid. But I think it, like, if I would have done something, like, where it was the middle of the day and I was in the cafeteria and I puked and everybody saw it, maybe that yeah. would have stuck as, like, a, a, as a bad nickname. But I never really had, like, a, I never really got a bully nickname when I was younger all that much. Well, since we are talking about names, uh, we're going to start out with a video for once, whenever you do this. Uh, so there was... Uh, Someone uh, that made a Simpson prank on the Virginia school board. Uh, let's just play it and we will explain why it's so funny afterwards. Are you ready? All right. In three, two, one. You guys work for us in 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 this uh, environment. You answer to us, and I'm asking that you do not pass this policy in Virginia. Thank you so much, Ms. Thomas. We mm -hmm. appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Phil McCracken. 
Phil McCracken. Sulk, <laughs> Sook, Mahidik. <laughs> they don't. This is like. They need to learn a, a thing or two from Twitch streamers that you're not supposed to read out just random names. Mm. Ophelia McHawk. <laughs> I leaned over. <laughs> I leaned over. <laughs> Don Kiddick. Don Kiddick. I don't even get that one. Maybe it's just going over my head. Wayne Kerr. Wayne Kerr. <laughs> this Wayne Kerr. They must have been uh, being trolled by British people. Nobody in America says uh, wanker. That's the thing. <laughs> so the only explanation is it's somebody from another country that's it, that's trolling them. Ben Ben Dover. Ben Dover. Oh, I love people when they prank. It's so long since we have had a very like good prank. Uh, well, I'm good prank. What's the definition of a good prank? I, I mean, that's fine. That was uh, funny. Yeah, that was funny, and it wasn't like malicious anyway. Yeah. It didn't really waste all that much of their time because I mean, they no. do have other things to do. It's not like that one where they like zoom bombed the court hearing with porn. It's not the same. That that's malicious kind of. Prank, yeah, that's right. malicious. This is funny. This is Simpson humor. Right, exactly. Anyway, let's uh, talk about something that isn't this, this fun. Uh, Afghanistan stuff. Uh, the United States investigates civilian deaths in the Kabul strike because, yeah, there was a little strike there. There was a suicide bomb that killed 13 U.S. troops uh, and scores of Afghani Civilians uh, had to are trying to flee the country. Of course, out of the airport on Thursday, uh, that's where the suicide bomber struck at the airport. American forces then launched a drone strike in Kabul, Kabul on Sunday that killed a suicide bomber suspected of preparing for an, an attack on the airport. Uh, as the United States nears the end of its military presence in Afghanistan, one U.S. official said Sunday strike was carried out by an unmanned aircraft and was secondary. Oh, and that a secondary explosion following the strike showed that the vehicle had been carrying explosive material. Okay. Mm. Uh, but the U.S. Central Command confirmed the strike and said it was investigating reports of civili civilian casualties. Uh, U.S. officials have said they were particularly concerned about ISIS K. Uh, in particular, the threat from rockets and vehicle-borne explosives. Uh, so, yeah, there's reports from uh, people, including the families on the ground in Afghanistan, saying that mm -hmm. something like 11 civilians were killed by this drone strike, and most of them were children, Yeah, which is very sad. Uh, I heard uh, Republicans take this and run with it, and use it for another accuse, uh, excuse sorry, for uh, indictment of uh, Biden uh, for uh, not doing his job. So it's been even more talk this week about putting Biden on, on the court. Well, shouldn't this... If they're so mad about 
this, which I guess it's not good that we're killing people with drone strikes, but what about that whistleblower who just went to jail for outing this exact thing in our military, and he's going to jail for that? Uh, So there's a little bit of hypocrisy to me there, on probably on both sides, on the Republican and the Democratic side, who both, most of them agreed with uh, that guy going to jail, Um, that whistleblower, I can't remember his exact name, but, uh, yeah, this ISIS-K kind of just came out of nowhere, they were like, just added, added to the roster right after we left, all of a sudden it was, it's like that meme from Smash Brothers, it's like, added to the fight, and it's ISIS-K. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, and I even read an article, is like, talking about how, oh, the U.S. military uh, was, wasn't um, paying attention to ISIS-K. It's like, I don't think anybody was, because I hadn't heard about him until last week. Nobody had said anything. Yeah, yeah, no. Right. Um, like, if... We have a we have a gas station uh, chain in Norway called Circle K. So the first time I talked, someone uh, said ISIS K. I was like, "Is that a gas station?" <laughs> uh, yeah, we. I don't know if we still have Circle Ks and not anywhere around me. They might be an East Coast yeah. thing, though. I mean, famous from Bill and Ted's, obviously. Uh, yes. Yeah. Th- we're out of Afghanistan also. That's a big thing. Mm. Um, as of, well, yesterday, day before yesterday. Um, yeah. But there are some Americans still there. Certain Americans don't want to leave. They want to stay there, maybe because they have family that aren't allowed to leave, or they uh, want to help help civilians in the area. There's many reasons why some of the Americans are staying, right? Uh, yeah. But a lot of people are using, especially Republicans, like you said, they're using that as um, a reason to indict Biden uh, when a lot of those people don't even want to leave, right? But they're using this number, oh, look how many people he left in Afghanistan. Mm. It's a big number, but then how many of those didn't want to leave, right? So there's yeah, a no. questionable number there. You know, I I find it a little, like, they should... They should... Uh, keep their interest in the midterm and also uh, 2024. I mean, it's not that fucking long time to, so. Uh, It's not looking great for the midterms for the Democrats, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, no, it looks uh, abolishment. Yeah. Really shit. Yeah, it's not going to be good, I don't think. But I saw saw a poll yesterday and I was like, ugh. Well, I mean, one of the main key factors that I see for Biden even winning the presidency at all was, Mm. you know, things like CNN and MSNBC backing him and being Mm. like, oh, this is our guy. And then when CNN and MSNBC, which have this base audience of, you know, boomers, see Mm. that MSNBC and CNN are attacking him and saying, look, Biden's a bad guy for leaving Afghanistan. Now Mm. these people who were like his core base audience or core base voting uh, block now see Biden as like not as good as they did because the main source of like news that they're seeing is saying Biden is bad. Uh, And that translates down to all the other Democratic uh, people when your president is a Democrat. So, yeah, Yeah. I don't see good things for 2022. No, I agree. 
U.S. intelligence agency are uh, divided over uh, the COVID-19 virus origin. The U.S. intelligence community said that is it is divided over the exact origin of COVID-19 in China, a revelation that comes three months after Joe Biden requested uh, in-depth in, uh, in review. One intelligence agency said it assessed with moderate confidence that the virus infected humans after an in incident related to a lab, according to a report released Friday. Four agencies said they reached low confidence assessment that the virus had natural origin. Uh, the report did not name any of the agencies. Well, that's a little. <laughs> yeah, that's a little. Why would you uh, not? Why would you not name? That's just weird to me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I guess maybe if you're worried about like retaliation from crazy anti-vaxxers, maybe. Sure. Uh, the report compiled by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence found the virus was not developed as a biological weapon, the intelligence community also assessed that Chinese officials did not have foreknowledge of the virus before the initial outbreak uh, that tr triggered the pandemic. Hmm. Uh, the report said they wouldn't be able to reach a definite conclusion unless they received more information. So, Yeah, I think, uh, I, I, think I said it. Not that long time ago, uh, maybe some months ago, that I sadly don't think we'll ever know the origin of this. And I, I guess that's proving to be true. I, well, I don't want to say never, but they're definitely, everybody seems to have a different opinion. Even scientists who are going over this evidence, whether you go from the, uh, the people in in the U.S., the U.S. intelligence groups disagreeing with each other, or we've seen uh, the WHO. We have this one guy in the World Health Organization that goes off on his own and is like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a very good chance yeah. it was this, even though they told me not to say this. And then the, yeah. the, the WHO is totally disagreeing with him, so it's like everybody is on... It, everything's all split up. I don't think it's necessarily like a political thing. I think... Maybe there just isn't enough information, and everybody's trying, kind of extrapolating on the information they have, mm -hmm. and then coming up with their own conclusion. I don't know, though. Yeah. You know, I I agree. It looks like that. I mean, yeah, no, I I I don't see any other uh, a reason why they should bicker back and forward about this. I mean, I, it seems like the bickering in 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 a way is trying to hide it. So that's kind of also a little like, ugh, I don't really like that. And having like all these different like uh, groups saying one thing or another, it's like then you have people who are able to cherry pick the test yes. or the group that said this that they agree yeah. with and they go, oh, look, this person said it. And it's like, yeah, but four mm -hmm. other people said the opposite. So what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I agree. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, maybe have we have a new variant that will say, move out of the way. See what I did there? The World Health Organization, organization is monitoring a new coronavirus variant known as Mu, or Mu, I'm not really sure how it's pronounced. Uh, uh, I'm in concerns that the mutation, which suggests it is more resistant to vaccines, uh, the UN agency said, Mu, scientifically known as B1621, 
has now been designated as a variant of interest in a classification used to target research and highlight potential worrying new strains. Uh, the mu variant has a constellation of mutations. Constellation of mutations. Okay. I've never heard that, like, but I guess uh, no, that no, no, indicate no. potential properties of immune escape. Um, okay. Preliminary data suggests mu may be able to evade antibodies generated from both prior infection and vaccines at at certain levels, similar to to that scene of the beta ver- variant. Though this finding needs to be confirmed in further studies. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's sounds like it's pretty like it can. There's a chance it can get around the vaccines, is what they're saying. No, that's not a. That's not a good thing. Now, the mu variant was first detected in January in Colombia, where prevalence has consistently increased. Uh, the WHO said it comp- comprises thirty nine percent of uh, current infections there. So. Well, at least things are uh, getting better in Norway, right? Right? Tell me that, please. Pretty please. Uh, I don't. Is it? I mean, it's hard for me to tell. Like, no, just it's, okay. a, it's not. <laughs> Norway is currently in its fourth wave of COVID nineteen infections. Uh, assistant mm-hmm. director of health at Norwegian Dictorate of, of Health. Assistant director of health at Norwegian's Dictorate of Health. Okay, uh, said mm-hmm. Wednesday. Uh, Norway recorded the highest daily number of infections, 1,993, since the peak of the third wave in March. As a result, the assistant director, Espen Nakstad, Nakstad, has said that Norway is currently in a fourth wave. We are definitely in the fourth wave of infection now, but the vaccination rate means we currently do not have a large wave of hospital, hospital admissions. Currently, 52 people have been admitted to the hospital, and 16 patients are receiving intensive care. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, they are worried, of course, for the numbers are a little too high. But it does say just under 90% of people over the age of 18 have received at least the first jab, while 60% are fully vaccinated in Norway. Like me! Yeah. um, That's really good numbers. 90% 90% or it said just under 90% that's like uh, here in America we, we could only like dream of that for a while in the news they were saying like oh we need to reach 70% uh, to gain to get to herd immunity and then this week I think I saw they were like we need to reach 90% to reach herd immunity so it's kind of getting mm. more I'm not sure why that is uh, let's talk about Christians and their COVID <laughs> beliefs. Uh, governor said people are less scared of COVID because they believe in eternal life. Right, Mississippi governor. Uh, Tate Reeves, uh, in remarks Saturday, said that people in his state were less scared of COVID-19 because they believe in eternal life, eternal life, as new infections are reaching record levels, Reeves made remarks to a gathering of state Republicans at a fundraiser on Thursday. 
I'm often asked by some of my friends, this is a quote, I'm often asked by some of my friends on the other side of the aisle about COVID and why does it seem like folks in Mississippi and maybe in the Mid-South are less scared, shall we say, when you believe in inter- eternal life, when you believe that living on this earth is but a blip on a screen, then you don't have to be so scared of things. Uh, Reeves went on to say, God also tells us to take necessary precautions and we all have opportunities and abilities to do that, and we should all do that, I encourage everyone to do so. So, what is he really saying? Uh, well, he's just saying people in his state believe in God, and so they're not afraid to die, because if they die, they're just going go <laughs> right. to go up to heaven and be on a cloud yeah. with, like, their grandpa or whatever. Yeah. I'm not sure I like that. I, it just shows, like, the... It definitely shows kind of one of the reasons why maybe people are um, able to be manipulated by certain groups, mainly religious mm. groups, and also groups like uh, Trump's the Trump orbit, why they're able to be manipulated by those things when mm. maybe they are religious, when you can be like... Oh well, geez, don't worry about that. Uh, you just have to worry about getting into heaven, and then it's right. Right, as long as you put in your tithing, you'll be fine. For... Got to get that ten percent into the church, and then if you get COVID, it won't matter because you're going to heaven because you put your ten percent in. Have I ever told you that story when somebody in my church, when I was a Mormon, asked if they should pay ten uh, percent of pre or after tax? Oh, no. And the bishop answered, it depends if you want glory in heaven, pre or after tax. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. That is definitely how that works. The heaven tax. But yeah, the heaven tax. I'm sure this Texan man uh, who led anti-mask protesters in the name of freedom is very happy about that, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he, a man who led efforts in Central Texas community against mask wearing and other preventative measures during the pandemic, has died of COVID-19 a month after being admitted to the hospital. Uh, yeah. Caleb Wallace died on Saturday with his wife, Jessica. Uh, oh, his wife, Jessica, said on GoFundMe page where she posted updates on his condition, he was 30-year-old father of three. That's very sad. Um, so sad. On July 4th, he organized a freedom rally in San Angelo. People at the event carried signs that criticized the wearing of masks, business closure, uh, the science behind COVID-19, and the liberal media. He also organized the group San Angelo Freedom Defenders. Um, he was taken to the hospital July 30th. Uh, since August 8th, he had been unconscious and on a ventilator, so... August 8th, yeah. he, like, he hadn't been conscious for a month, so no. he was never doing well, even right at, But probably because he refused to believe he was even getting sick, right? Like, yeah. I bet if he would have got into the hospital sooner, like, if he would have been like, oh, I got, I'm feeling some symptoms, and he would have gone and actually... But yeah. I bet what happened is he's like, oh, this is just a... I'm just having a flu or something like that mm-hmm. and not going mm-hmm. to the hospital or maybe taking ivermectin or something crazy like that, right? So, yeah. 
Yeah, the horse drug. Yeah, no, I, I, I it's like I, I feel bad for the man, his uh, family. Uh, I, I really do. But uh, at the same time, I want to point to it and said, say, hey, told you so. Did you see the thing about ivermectin that the this judge was or ordered these doctors to give it to somebody? No. Really? Yeah, let me the find horse the drug? Yeah, let me find the article. It just happened like yesterday. How the fuck did they do that? Uh Yeah, let's see. Where is it? That is Ohio so in Ohio. Ohio judge orders hospital to treat COVID pa patient with ivermectin despite CDC warnings. Uh, a suburban Cincinnati woman whose husband was on a ventilator in a hospital won a court order forcing the hospital to treat her husband's virus with ivermectin. The case is a handful nationwide where courts have sided with the family members to force doctors to use ivermectin. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. How, how can you force someone... That is a doctor that want to treat you. Like I don't really understand it. It says his wife Julie Smith asked Butler County Commons plea plea court for an emergency order to use ivermectin. Judge Gary Howard gave the go ahead on August twenty third uh, for a prescription of thirty milligrams of ivermectin daily for three weeks, as requested by his wife. Court documents show Julie Smith is her husband's guardian. Okay. Um, I'm not really sure why the judge decided, but it, yeah, it says it's an emergency, strange. it's like an emergency order. So like, I guess it's kind of the idea of like, oh, this is a, this is a last resort kind of idea. Like there's no other way to treat him. So we're going to have to use something, do something crazy. That's what yeah. at least this sounds like. Weird. It says, the lawsuit doesn't mention whether Jeffrey Smith is vaccinated against COVID-19. However, overwhelming majorities of people currently hospitalized are unvaccinated. Uh, that's from data from the Ohio Department of Health. So, hmm. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, when you went to school, did you get uh, free meals? I did, because I was poor when I was a kid. I got free meals as well. Because guess what, uh, I was also poor. I remember you had to like um, like at the beginning of the year, you they would like sub my parents sub would submit things something, and so it was like there were different levels of like free meal at least at my school. So it was like if you were really poor, you'd get a free meal every single day, and it would be like the all the whatever the main foods that they had. And then if you were a little less poor, it was like I would get a ticket system for the month or it was like you can get this many free lunches this month or whatever um yeah so i there were different scales of free lunch where i went to school like i remember running out of tickets and being like i need something to eat though and they're like all right here's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and some water and i'm like oh thanks wow <laughs> thanks yeah but uh yeah wisconsin school district says student can become spoiled with free meals. Uh, the fed federally funded U.S. Department of Agriculture program that was launched in April to give free meals to all K-12 students regardless of income. Uh, students who are, are at Wakusha School District won't 
get to participate in this program as the only school district in Wisconsin to opt out of the program. The reason for opting out by the school district was that families could become spoiled. Yeah. I don't really see proof of that. Uh, lawmak- Are you spoiled? It says, while many lawmakers and advocates say the program is necessary to prevent child hunger during a pandemic, the district school right. board members opposed the program and said families could that could afford to feed their children should do that. Um, I think the thing is, like, if if a family is able to feed their child other food than the food that you get at a school lunch, which in America is not that great of food, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I feel like those people are going to... This is kind of like the, the free healthcare debate. It's like, if you're really rich, really, really rich, and you can get private healthcare, mm-hmm. you'll you'll go do that even if there's free healthcare, base healthcare, right? Um, and this is the same kind of thing. It's like, yes, if if... We're spending money on these meals, and then rich kids are getting them. That's that's bad. But I, I think mm. rich kids are going to be coming in with their lunchables and shit, and their yeah. their snack packs. You know, they're not they're not going to be eating the crappy uh, half baked pizza that you get at the school cafeteria. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not really afraid of of that. To be honest, like spoiling. Spoiling kids by like having them to concentrate about like uh, school things. Like everybody knows that if you don't eat, your concentration will be down. Like everybody knows that you you will be shit at school if you don't get food. Like it's not like it's a hidden big secret or something. Right. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, no. And that automatically kind of creates a bias in like class structure because if yeah. the rich kid is is going to do really well in school because they're focused because yeah. they have a full stomach and they have a, uh, all this energy and they can just you know go keep going throughout the day and then the poor kid's like mm-hmm. I didn't have any lunch uh, I feel terrible I just want to fall asleep on my desk I don't want to pay attention to anything yeah exactly right. yeah no and and that in in, in itself creates more class system and more divide between the rich and the poor because uh, of uh, uh, people would give get a low, lower education are are of course the poor people so yeah no it doesn't really work yeah uh harvard university speaking of education uh, they have a new chief chaplain. Okay, you know, oh, wh- you know wh- why? Why? Why are we talking about that? Like, we don't care about chaplains. Well, Harvard originally founded with a mission to educate clergymen in order to minister the New New England's Puritan colonists. Uh, mm-hmm. Has a new chaplain named Greg Epstein. Not not related. <laughs> Not related. Have you checked? Yes. <laughs> or does it say so in the article? No, I know for a fact he's not related. Um, oh, okay. Uh, but he's an atheist, Fro. Uh, what? He's a chaplain who's an atheist. Um, what? 
Epstein, how, author how of God possible? Without God, has been a university humanist chaplain since 2005 before being unanimously elected by his fellow camp campus chaplains as the university chaplain's organization's new president. Uh, he was raised in a Jewish household and has been described as the godfather of the humanist movement. Mm -hmm. A secular values-based philosophy that focuses on people's relationships with each other instead of God. Uh, as Harvard University's new chaplain, he will coordinate activities over 40 cha chaplains from 20 different religions. Okay. Can I just say that I didn't think that was possible? In Norway, you would not be allowed to be a chaplain <laughs> and be an atheist. It's a, yeah, I don't, a chaplain isn't necessarily like, uh, the leader of a church though, right? I mean, it can be. Mm. Yeah, it's a little confusing. Uh. Yeah. It's like saying the, the, uh, the Pope is all of a sudden, like, atheist. Uh, the new Pope could, I don't, yeah, could the new Pope be atheist? I don't think so. That would be, that would, no. yeah. Um, but this guy has been doing it for a while. Like, he was already a chaplain, uh, uh what, it, he was already doing his atheist, atheist thing at Harvard, uh, since 2000, what did I say, five? So he's been right. doing this for a while, um, and it sounds like he just, like, is a positive force. It says here, although the appointment of mm -hmm. the atheist as president of the university's chaplain may seem unorthodox... Many students attested the influence that he has had on them. Um, hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like he's just kind of a really... People just really like him. And that's why everybody... Yeah. It was like unanimous. They were all like, yeah, he's the guy. Mm. Uh, do you ever clean your caches uh, on your browser, Luke? Uh, yeah, sure. I I usually clear clean them uh, once a month. Actually, I have a reminder on my phone. I don't do it that often. I it's like when something yeah. fucks up with a website. That's when I end up <laughs> clearing my cache. Yeah, no, I have a reminder on my phone because uh, either I will forget and it gets too many. I probably should. It's probably a good idea. Oh, it is a very good idea. Do you pay anything for it, look? What? Uh, cleaning your uh, caches? Well, no, but I don't think this is the same kind of cache you're thinking of, so... Ah, okay. But uh, parents must pay uh, $30,401 for getting rid of son's porn caches. A judge in Michigan has ordered the couple to pay $30,441 or, or 20,000 pounds to their son for the... F throwing out his pornography collection. Uh, Paul Mooney, a U.S. District Judge decision, came eight months after David Working won a lawsuit against his parents. Working said they had no right to throw out his collection of films, magazines, and other items, which he says were worth $29,000. In the ruling this week, the judge ordered the value set by an expert, mlive.com. Uh, Working's parents were also report. Uh, ordered to pay fourteen thousand five hundred. Uh, oh, to pay for their son's attorney. Uh, 
working, lived with his parents for 10 months after a divorce and then moved to Indiana. After moving, he learned that his boxes of films and magazines were missing. Uh, he wrote an email, frankly, David, I did you a big favor getting rid of all this stuff. Uh, his father wrote to him. Working's parents said they had a right to act as their son landlord. Uh, there, oh, this is from judge, the judge. There is no question that destroying property, that the destroyed property was David's property and the defendants repeatedly admitted that they had destroyed the property. Right. Yeah, do you think this was a right decision? Uh... I get well, yeah, because he's an adult, right? Like if he was a yeah. if he was fourteen and they threw away his porn, okay, that's one thing. <laughs> yeah, but this yeah, is a grown yeah. ass man who just like came to stay with them because he, you know, he had a breakup and he needed a place to mm. stay for a little while till he probably got back on his feet or found a place to live or something like that. Uh, and yeah, they just threw away. I mean, the problem is that they said like hey we did you a big favor we like if they would have right. just been like oh was that what was in that box oh i didn't yeah, know yeah, yeah, like yeah. sure yeah, yeah. right you know uh but uh yeah that's uh kind of weird i i don't think my parents would have done that to be honest you don't think they would have thrown it away no my my parents are weird hippies yeah, I mean, the other thing is, don't you, wouldn't, why would you leave that much, like, porn at your parents' porn house? at your parents' house? Uh, good question. Or at least, like, if you're gonna do that, like, really wrap the boxes up good, or, mm. like, secure them, like, have a, like, a vault or something, you know? Yeah. Hey, look, sometimes we have to stop uh, this recording because there's a train in, in front of your house and it says choo-choo. Uh, did it crash into an 18-wheeler? Um, not recently, no. No. But it has happened in South Texas, I see. Yeah, have you seen this video? No, I have not. Okay, yeah, I've seen... I saw this, so... Uh, you're gonna be reacting more than me, but it, it's still very interesting. Give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. Oh, sorry. It didn't play. Uh, one more time. Okay. Three, two, one, play. This video is not old, okay? Oh shit! The fucking train just came down on the blade. Oh. So that's a oh my god. wind giant windmill blade. Oh my god! Yeah, they're so much bigger. You see them up in the air; they don't oh look that. Oh my god! Yeah, that's a gigantic. Oh my god! And you can hear oh the train god. like howling as well. Wow. Oh. Wow. Oh. oh my god. Wow. It took the whole truck, oh semi-truck over on its side. Yeah. I'm getting a slow-mo now. Like that. Wow. They really did try oh to like god. get away right at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. It did not work. I bet you that uh, driver feels kind of stupid. I f well, shouldn't there have been some kind of like scheduling where it's like, okay, we're gonna be taking this gigantic thing across railroad tracks, 
Yeah, yeah. What yeah. time? Uh, like, shouldn't they have checked with the railroad company of like the schedule of train schedule and <laughs> stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it seems like the it not necessarily even the driver's fault. It seems like there was some pre-planning that got screwed up to me. Hey, look! Uh, sometime I have to tell you to stop working. This is Trump. Trump tells the truth. I must admire some American workers these days. American workers have for long not become a member of a union. Yeah, the unions are the trouble of the United States. The far right have punched that punchline in so many times. I talked with an American once that not long ago that Home Depot even have warning videos against joining a union. Yeah, because they're the union who's destroying your lousy fucking paycheck. They are the socialists who are destroying your paycheck and it's just everyone else who's destroying the paycheck. As long as they get more money, they will pay you more. No, that's not true. The Amazon chief is the most greedy motherfucker in the whole fucking world. He can save all, get rid of all poverty. He just don't give a fine fuck. So why do I say I don't admire about American workers since they're not even in union anymore and so on and so on? Because there's some place in the United States things starting to change. People are getting high wages, but not because of the union. Because people start start thinking. Yeah, like I remind you know, a lot of this segment. They have started to just don't give a fuck. Yeah, just don't give a fuck. And I don't say like they don't vote or anything like that because the last election a lot of people voted, but they stopped working. Yeah. The richest people in the world are accustomed to having low pay people earning a lot of money for them. They don't want to pay for it. Everyone else in the society should pay for everything, but they should not pay for the people who create their fortune. If you say that to them, you're a socialist or communist or even worse, but that's their attitude. Now McDonald's and places have to increase their wages to over minimum wage. Yeah, some places over $70. That was the amount when the progressives said that, that, that what they have to pay they got angry and said, oh, we will be bankrupt. We cannot pay anymore. Oh, uh, society will go down. They had the money all along. They were just fucking lying to you. They were just fucking lying like they're always lying. When did you find the money suddenly? Huh? Where did the restaurants, the chains, the big corporations suddenly find the money? They had it. They're earning it. Bezos have been more millionaire, more billionaire, trillionaire now that has ever been thanks for the pandemic. Yeah, they had the money, they have them the money and they have the power to do what the fuck they want. So this is my suggestion to everybody. If people don't want to pay anymore, just don't give a fuck. Don't don't work for them. We have promo with wages here now we do. Corporations want to crush the unions. They want to crush every business there is. But we have also the tool. Because during the COVID crisis, people started to enjoy other things in life. Just work, 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 consume, consume, consume. Oh, I have to work more. I talked about this earlier. Work more to get that car, there's things, 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 things. Okay, I can manage. I can just cut down and just live more easily life. I know some of the hardcore candidates also like that because they don't have power with the people anymore. They can say like, yeah, well, then you cannot buy the iPhone. And people just say, oh, I don't give a fuck. That must be the new attitude. If they want us to work our asses for them, they have to start fucking paying. 
if they don't want to pay, we're not going to keep up their system. We're not going to send more people to the world. We're not going to spend, 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 spend. Every system is about give and take. We are giving and they are taking. It's about time to change. They have to start giving or we won't give a fuck. This was Tron, but Tron tells the truth. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Uh, thank you, as always. Thank you, Tron. It was good. Yes. Yeah, I've always said, was. like, the way to fix a lot of the problems in the world, it'd be like, if everybody, at least in America, if every single person was like, I'm just not going to work for a week. I'm just not going to do it. All these companies yeah, yeah. would be like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, these, these giant corporations that have all these boards, they'd be like, wait. Everybody stopped working. What do we do now? Like, we're screwed. Okay, let's talk about some TV. I have seen a bunch of TV. I have seen Naked and Afraid of Love. This is, oh, uh, so like a spin-off of, like, the original. Yes. Okay. This is a Discovery Plus reality show. Uh, about uh, eight single men and eight single men... Women, stop stop me when you heard this premise before. Uh, come together for the most extreme dating experience. So, you know Naked and Afraid, right? Well, here they need to be two. They're two. So, and they all need to fall in love. So it's like Bachelor... Well, no. It's like Love Island mixed with Naked and Afraid. Yes. So the, is it like Love Island where they have to pair up and then one person yes. gets left out? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, d- no, no. They How do they decide the couples? Together. I don't know. Did they ha- are, we, were, are they couples when they go in to the island? Or? No. Okay. No. All right. Hmm. So how do you win? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Well, this sounds like a great show. With, it's really well thought out. Yeah. It's so good, look. That's why I give it to Zero. That bad, huh? Okay. Um, it was shit for indeed. I saw something bad. Let's see, where should I start? Uh, let's start at Cash at Your Door with Jason Biggs. Why did you watch this and why did you tell me about it? On the E! Network. Um, I don't know because oh I know why because I saw a preview for it uh, on you uh-huh. like on YouTube when I was watching YouTube on my phone, um, and I rem- I was kind of like I don't understand like I saw the commercial and went I don't understand the premise of this show, but now that I saw the show what the show actually should be called it shouldn't be called uh, Cash at Your Door with Jason Biggs it should be called Super Spreading Event during a pandemic with Jason Biggs. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure you're not, during this time period, just allowed to go to random people's houses and just go hang out that you don't even know with a whole production crew behind you. (laughs) That title is the best. But the premise of the show, Jason Big goes to random people's houses and, like, knocks on the door and then asks them an entrance question that they have to answer right and then... If they answer that right, he goes into their house and does like a, what, I think they can win up to $25,000. It's like a trivia game, but in people's houses during a pandemic. And I was like, oh, maybe this was filmed like two years ago and they're just airing it, right? Mm -hmm. No, they bring the pandemic up in the first episode. Wow. The one people are like, oh, 
we lost our jobs because of the pandemic. We could really use this money. And so the only thing, like, it's funny to pretend, oh, yeah, he's going to random. He clearly isn't just going to random people's houses because that would be just irresponsible. And mm. you know what I mean? Uh, especially when no- nobody's wearing a mask in the show, of course. Um so clearly it's fake, and they're just, like, pre-planned and everything. But then when he goes up to the door, the people have to pretend to act surprised. Like, oh my gosh, Jason Biggs, what are you doing here? At my front door? It's like, no, you knew. I mean, this is a pandemic. There's no way they could not They could just come up to your door and knock on it like a uh, publisher's clearinghouse. You know what I mean? It's not... <laughs> you can't do that right now. Uh, talking about shit shows, I watched... Oh, did you see it? Uh, did you see Cash? No, no. Oh, you didn't no. see it. Okay. Well, then no. I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it a 2.5. I definitely did not watch this. Uh, the Ultimate Surfer, I did watch, because that is sure, sure show. Like, you talked about it last week. It is incredibly... I, I, I will say this. Like, for what it is, it's a good show. But... I I do think I think uh, the elimination round is maybe the weirdest because of 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 that they are paired together and we don't know which pair did the the worst and who of them are going home and things like that. I think it's better in episode two, but in episode one I was very confused. Oh, were you? I, I, I really liked... I mean, I got the concept right away, but I guess maybe just because it is... Uh, it, it's a differently structured than a normal reality show because there's the mm. team aspect, but I like the team aspect. I think that makes it interesting, mm. but that's just me. Uh, the host was uh, okay. I gave it a four. What did you think about the other hosts, though? Uh, no. No thanks. No thanks. Uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, that's that's why I'm giving it such a low score. Uh, I I I did not like that. Okay, well, I saw, I saw not this. Also, I saw a preview for I think on YouTube. So I was like, okay, I'll go watch that. Disney Magic Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Did you see this? I did. Uh, it's a Disney regular Disney Channel show, not Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably is on Disney Plus as well, but it's just a baking probably. show. Just like any other competition baking show uh, where there's three teams of two and they have to bake a cake or whatever uh, and they compete against each other and then the judges decide who wins, except it's kids because it's Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, the clear problem with the show is that these kids... I, I, I can already tell you exactly how they structured the show. They put these kids in, like, a baking boot camp for, like, a week mm-hmm. before they filmed the show. Yeah, yeah, and we're, yeah. they had this, like, list of things. you got to learn this and this and this and this. And yeah, you got to yeah. know the names and all the vo- vocabulary. That way, when you're on the show, we can ask mm-hmm. you these things about these different uh, baking terms and things. And you'll it'll look like, oh, you're just as good as a baker on TV. Except these yeah. are, like, eight-year-olds. Right, so there's no way they know all this stuff unless they were like, like I said, in a boot camp for a week beforehand, um, and so that makes it feel really, really fake. Mm-hmm. And the whole concept is kind of dumb, just because, like I said, it's clear these kids aren't actual bakers. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I didn't like it. Uh, I usually like cooking shows like this. 
I I did like uh, the family thing was kind of like cute, but uh, yeah, no, uh, it's just a, a weird, uh, weird uh, TV show. You didn't like did, halfway uh, through the show where they did like a five minute dance break where everybody in the show <laughs> just got up out of their seats and started dancing to like you, Disney pop what? music. I was so thinking about you when I saw that. <laughs> I was like, this is probably Luke's favorite part of the show. It doesn't. It was so so nonsensical and stupid, <laughs> but it's very Disney of them to be just like, okay, in the middle of the show, let's all just start dancing for no reason. <laughs> okay, I saw John of God, a religious healer, c- criminal mind. Uh, this is a six episodes, no, four episodes. Uh... Uh, Netflix documentary about John of God from uh, Brazil that was a medium in Brazil uh, that healed a lot of people but he was also a atrocious scumbag that touched uh, uh, girls inappropriated uh. including his daughter uh, yeah, very interesting uh, documentary. I have never ever heard about this guy, even. So, uh, when I went into this, I was like, I don't know anything about this. Uh, I wonder if it's interesting or not. I saw all all four episodes. I mean, uh, that that tells you that I, at least, was interested in, in what was going on. Because, yeah, uh, the aspect of uh, uh, religious healing and criminal things uh, interests me. Uh, I will give it actually a 6.5. Okay. Uh, we didn't give Disney Magic Bake Off anything, did we? I, oh, yeah. I give it a, Four. Uh, I'd give it a three. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Disney Magic Bake Off, they promoted another TV show in this show. Uh, mm-hmm. Because the whole, at least in the first episode, the whole premise was we're doing a cake for this other show called Descendants Royal Wedding. And so they were Mm -hmm. baking a cake for this wedding. Um, And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go see this Descendants thing, which apparently is like a long-running... It's like for Maleficent, right? I have never heard of this in my entire life before this. Well, like, like, the way they were referencing it, it's like... It's, like, within the Disney universe, and then there's all the different characters from, like, different movies, and they all are, like, com- it's kind of like Shrek. I I also learned this week, because of this show, that one of the people there died in a tragic, the, like, the main guy died. What, in the cartoon? No, like, he died, died. Oh, but I mean, in the tra- voice actor, or, or, like, in the live action? Live action. Okay, right, because this was a cartoon. This yeah. was called Descendants Royal Wedding. Did you see this? No. Okay, I just watched it because I saw it on Disney Magic Bake Off, and I was in. I was already there, so I was like, okay, let's see what this. It was like a half an hour thing. Um, wasn't really that long at all. Uh, it's only one episode, and it's like supposed to be. I guess there was a whole bunch of other Descendants stuff, like. I think there were four of them, maybe three or four of them yes, before this. Four movies. And this is the one that's supposed. To, this is they did like a half an hour special to like wrap everything up, and it, it's a they get married in this. It's, so it's just based around the wedding or whatever. Mm-hmm. The animation in this show 
looks like it was done in 1994. Oh. It, I don't... Maybe they were going for that. Maybe they got an animator from the 90s and were like, we want your style. Like, that's what we want. Right. We want that old school yeah. 90s Disney style to, like, make it stand out and distinct from, like, the newer style of animation or whatever. I guess, but it just felt... Ri- it, it felt like things I used to watch on Saturday morning cartoons that were, like, educational, like, uh, cartoons that would teach you about, like, the American Revolution and things like that. Uh Overall, I mean, I can't really judge it too badly because I know this is something I shouldn't watch because it's not something I would really enjoy, but it was just there, so I watched it. So I'm going to give this a... I'll give this a... I'll give it a three, also. Okay. Uh, So nothing I need to see, I am going to guess. Well, no, unless you've watched the rest of Descendants, right? No, I have not. Uh, but I googled it and found out like the main star in the first had an overdose maybe or something. Descendants is like a it's like if you want like they explained it a, a pretty good in a, a Magic Bake Off show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like it's like there's bad guys and there's good guys, but like they all kind of work together at points. Yeah. Uh, what else did I see? I watched a lot. Uh, should we talk about clickbait? Let's talk about clickbait. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, this was something Luke recommended to me. Uh, that I, I just seen that it was on. Um, this is very, very good. I think, uh, there are some illogical, uh, things in this show. There are things that... So all of a sudden comes up where I I think, oh, I know a solution for this. And uh, when I can think, oh, I know a solution for this, it's not very, very good. Uh, other than that, I, if you throw away your, your brain a little, this is actually pretty good. Uh, I give it a seven, actually. Six and a half. Right, yeah, the premise of the show is... Uh, a family, well, uh, what, a guy, who, what's a good way to describe this? A man is abducted, right, and put on a website, kind of, uh, and they mm-hmm. say they're going to kill him if there's a certain number of clicks, or views, I guess, is really what it is. So it's like a live stream, and if the, if it gets, I think, 5 million views or whatever, uh, he's going to die, is what they say. So if I feel like I've seen a few movies like this, but maybe not a TV show mm-hmm. like this. What was there was definitely a movie last year that we watched that was very similar to this. Yes, that was very similar. Uh, yeah, I'll think. You about think it. of it, uh, and then his wife sees, the, uh, or is it his ex-wife? I can't remember. She sees the live stream, and she's trying to get to the police because she sees it's him, and she's trying to tell people, "Hey, stop! Don't look at this! Don't look at this! Whatever! Don't go to this page because the more people that go to this page, but the." The news is now starts talking about it, and it goes from there. Um, it's a thriller drama, I would say. It's very interesting. Uh, if you like thrillers, it's definitely will kind of keep you on your edge of your seat, keep you guessing. It's got a lot of twists and oh, turns yeah. and everything like that. So I like that about it. Overall, I gave it an eight. Oh, um, it's one of the better shows that I've seen in the last few months, maybe. 
Um, mm-hmm. The acting's good. The storyline's good. Like you said, there you have to sus- suspend disbelief because there are certain points where you're like, why don't you just DDoS the website? <laughs> yes. Right? Because it's a live yep. stream on, on a website. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, your turn. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Heart Arlo. Did you see this cartoon on Netflix? No, I did not. Um, it's about a... Alligator boy? <laughs> He's like, okay. you know, an alligator, but uh, a, a little boy. Uh, and he lives next to a woman. Uh, and they are neighbors. But, and she kind of wants to be left alone or whatever. But then... Uh, and he's feeling lonely, so he wants to go hang out with her, but she's kind of like, I want to f- be alone. Uh, so each episode is different, but it's based around this cast of Arlo and this one girl and their friends. Um, it's a silly cartoon kind of, I would say Nickelodeon-style-esque cartoon. Okay. Uh, I'd recommend you checking it out just for, you know, just to just to see it and see if you like it. It's very silly and dumb. It's kind of in, in between for kids and for adults. It's one of those shows. So overall, I gave it a six. No, uh, do you know why I didn't see that? Because I saw a very stupid reality show. Uh, not reality competition, but reality, you know, like reality, reality. I saw a Netflix show called Title Town High. Uh, about the wildcats that are, are playing football. So for for people that don't know me, I have absolutely no interest in American football uh, at all. Uh, so my me coming into this was kind of a, like yeah. I will say that last chance, uh, last chance you is one of uh, my favorite uh, reality shows though. So I kind of was hoping it was kind of like that. It's not. It's, it's definitely not. It's very much like, I love Susie. Susie loves me. We are sitting in a tree talking like this, like toughly, like, uh, I lost all interest and it's way too much football. Uh, I give it a three and a half. Uh, I didn't think it was, well, it was, it wasn't great. Uh, but I thought it was kind of... What's a good word for it? It felt like there was a MTV show in Alaska that was like a reality show about these kids in Alaska who were just... It's like about them dating each other and like, oh, I broke up with her, but now I'm getting with him. That kind of thing, you know what yeah. I mean? It felt... Oh, it was called Slednecks. That's kind of a great oh, name yeah. for a reality show. Do you ever see Slednecks? No, I did not. Write that down. You like trashy reality shows. There was only one season I of did. it. In like 2014, um, it kind of reminded me that of that show, but with like that's the first show that came to mind when I started watching this, except with football. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And so the football, I think that's all, it, yeah, almost yeah. is kind of a background uh, part of the show in a way. You know what I mean? It's more about 50, relationships. I think 50% is football, sadly, though. I mean, it's football-centric, but most of it is them talking about... Yeah, I guess right at the end, for sure, you get yeah. the football game. But, like, oh. at least in the episodes I saw, I would say probably 60 to 70% was mostly relationship stuff or, like, you mm. know, 
I'm dating. I'm dating the, a football player, but we don't want to call it dating. We call it uh, talking and things like talking, that. Talking, yeah. yeah. And when did you see the episode when they went to the amusement park? Amusement park. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was so funny. Yeah. Uh, I'd give it a four point oh. five probably. So okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw. See, we're getting down there already. I saw a postmodern, a postmortem, not postmodern. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This yeah. Is Norwegian show. Do you see that? You saw this, right? I definitely saw this. No one dies in Skarnes. Uh, yeah. This is a. What's a good way to put it? I guess it's about somebody who dies and and then comes back to life. Wakes up. Yes. And, yeah. Uh. Like, in the morgue, right. Um, and then it's mostly, like, a murder... Not Well, I guess it is murder mystery, but it's a murder mystery it about is. a person who's investigating their own murder, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a cool angle. Um, and there's she's got amnesia. Well, kind of amnesia, so she's remembering things slowly, certain bits and pieces and stuff like that. So, yeah, I like the thriller aspect, mystery aspect of it. So, I think I'm going to give this a 6.5. I really like this look. I've seen everything of this. Have you seen everything of it? Or no, just... I'm like halfway through it. Okay, yeah, I know. I really love this. Uh, this is... So, for people that know, I am very skeptical to a Norwegian television show because I usually don't like them. Uh when I like them, I really like them. And I think this is better or on par of Lilyhammer. Lilyhammer is maybe my favorite Norwegian show. I think this um, is on par uh, with that. So I give it actually an 8.5. I really like this. Yeah, it was very, very good. Um, I, there was something about the cinematography. That was the only reason I was... It, I don't know. It feels very almost British TV in a way. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess the last. Uh, the, the director is very fa famous. Or not. Have you only yeah, seen so one the more only thing? thing? I've seen other. Yes, and it is only murders in the building. Right. I was going to say. I'm assuming that I know what it is. <laughs> because both of us really wanted to see this. Uh, yeah, there, I mean, we're going to talk about a little... Should we talk about the controversy now? Yeah, let's. let's yeah, because we have it in our TV news, but... Uh, yeah, this is starring Steve Martin, uh, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, which we were both mm -hmm. kind of like, well, that's random. Like, <laughs> I mean, what I would think is like, okay, put it like a comedian, like a comedian of some type, because you have these two famous right. comedians, like older... Uh, very respected comedians who have been around for a long time, and then you know, mm -hmm. put in a, a comedian with them in this role so that they can get some of that comedian clout. You know what I mean? And like really build their career. No, Selena Gomez. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. But during a promo show, promo for the show, Gomo Gomez recounted how she signed. Uh, she said, "This is a quote: signed my life away to Disney at a very young age and didn't know what I was doing." Those comments were widely shared online as some outlets treating it as a joke, while others claiming the comments were deadly serious. Mm -hmm. uh, but Steve Martin, in a press conference, defended his co-star by stating, 
I was there when Selena said that, and it was said in the most lighthearted, funny, joking way. And then I see it gets interpreted. Sometimes they'll say it was joking. Sometimes it'll have an ominous headline. But it was completely just all in fun. I've signed my life away to co-star Martin Short, Marty Short. You think I like that? I don't understand that last part, but I think that's out of context. Yeah. Gomez herself added, I'm proud of the work I did at Disney as well. I kind it oh it kind of shaped who I am in a way. But uh Luke, did you like this? Uh uh yeah, I did. I did as well. <laughs> I mean, I only saw two episodes cuz it came out yes literally yesterday like Yes, it came out yesterday. I've seen three. Yeah. Um but I thought everybody was good in it. I thought the murder mystery aspects kind of interesting I the Such a fun is show. it based off of an actual podcast no clue I hope so because I, I honestly the the podcasting bit I was kind of like where the hell why am why is this here you know what I mean yeah I don't know yeah. if you felt that way that was the only part of it that I was like kind of thrown out of the show and being like they're doing a podcast mm. what yeah, I guess it was a little out of nowhere. Oh, or was it? That's that. what I'm saying. Is it based on... Maybe it's based on a, a, a murder mystery podcast. I doubt that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, what would you give it? Um, I'm going to give this a 7.5, probably. I give it an eight. Yeah, I would say I this really is the really best thing it. I've seen in Martin Short since the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah. Which me and Fro were kind of talking about it. We look back, it's like yeah. there's a certain point, like around the <laughs> mid nineties, where Martin Short just started yeah, doing yeah. terrible, terrible films for like what ten, yeah. fifteen years straight. Yeah. I mean, he was probably just making good money, so whatever. Good on him. I agree. Uh, let's talk about something atrociously bad. Uh, Cooking with Paris, episode 4. Actually, maybe the best episode so far? Uh, it felt more genuine than a lot of the yeah. other episodes. It felt like Demi Lovato... Well, l let me do this. Italian Night with Demi Lovato. Singer Demi Lovato helps Paris dream up her own signature Italian dish. Disaster strikes, but pink... And sparkly unicorn-inspired cannolis save the day. Mm-hmm. Right. So they made Italian food, which... Uh, with Demi Lovato. And it seemed like they actually knew each other. And they even said in this, like, yeah. they met when they were, like, 14. So they've known each other since they were fairly young. Mm -hmm. Which... Mm. Show, you can tell the difference between the last episode. Yeah. Somebody who's just a fangirl. And somebody who grew up with her. And... The, the chemistry is totally different. It's pretty wild to see, actually. Yeah, no, it was very nice. I, I think I lost a lot of respect for Demi Lovato, but uh, uh, other than that, I, I, I like this episode actually probably the best of all we've seen so far because of their interaction being so uh, honest and actually, yeah... Uh, they knew each other. I will say that it's maybe the one where they make the least food. Uh, but that's funny. Uh, even that. Uh, when they can't make pasta and then can't make cannolis. Uh, 
the pasta, right, they, f what did they, they tried to make their own pasta, and they yeah. put and way too much oil in, they couldn't do it, so they bought, store-bought pasta, right, uh, store-bought ravioli, and it was like, mm -hmm. okay, whatever, but then at the, the whole point of this episode was she was trying to find, because her whole family at this restaurant has signature dishes, and so mm -hmm. she's trying to find her signature dish, and at the end she's like, the ravioli will be the signature dish. And it's like, yeah. that was the one the thing one you didn't you, cook. You didn't make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it felt kind of like weird. Yeah, very... Uh, that was the only part in this episode, though. So overall, this episode, I'm going to go a five, middle-of-the-road yeah. five. I'm going to give it a five as well. My highest rating for the show. Uh, BBC the presenter death uh, due to complication for the COVID vaccine. This has been in the news because holy shit. Really hasn't been that big of news here in America, to be honest. Uh, um, okay. I've just seen it around on the internet, but uh, the BBC radio presenter Lisa Shaw died due to complications from AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. A coroner has ruled... Uh, the radio presenter for BBC New Newcastle died on May 1st, uh, three weeks after a dose of the vaccine. Uh, yeah. In a statement issued after the hearing, the family said, This is another difficult day in what has been a devastating time for us. The, uh, yeah, so... it's That's sad. Um, yeah, that's super sad. And I know that pe like some, you know anti-vaxxers will point to this and be like look mm. you know but every drug no matter what it is like has side effects and certain people are gonna react badly to it right yeah yeah because everybody's different do you remember matthew mill Milner? do you remember the him? name is familiar but i know he 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 was an actor he was a child actor uh, he was in, uh, oh, what, gosh, he was in, uh, gosh, 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 me trying to think. But, uh, yeah, no, anyway, he committed suicide. Our idiot brother. I don't, I don't think I ever, I saw, I ever that. saw that. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he killed himself this week. That was sad. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, manifest, save for 20 episodes, uh, and a f fourth and final season is going to be on Netflix. So we had mm -hmm. talked before, we've talked about Manifest. We did the first season on the show, and we talked about when it got canceled. And at the time, Netflix had picked up all the seasons from ABC and had, had them on there. And we knew that the show hadn't ended. So we were kind of, I, I had said at the time, it looks like net, it's probably going to end up on Netflix. And that's, what's happened so uh mm. netflix has closed the deal for a supersized fourth and final season of the missing plane drama which will be available exclusively on on netflix so yeah i'm not uh, surprised by that at all uh i'm happy because my uh, dad is so into this show so I, I when I told him about this, he was very happy on the phone. I mean, when we went into it, we wanted to, or at least I wanted to like it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember well, being like, like it. Yeah. Then we got into it. And it was kind of like, oh, this is just crappy Lost. So yes, bad version of Lost. 
where they're just making up the story as they go <laughs> along, right? But it it turns out that they weren't like they had a whole plan, but yeah, it didn't feel like I st- it. I still remember that fucking statue with uh, angel wings. Right, and we're like, is that ever going to come back in, at all, ever? It was like this huge plot point in like episode one or two, and then just never, that was never answered. It, th- and I think the thing is, that totally reminded of, of us of the polar bear in, in, in Lost, Lost yeah. where it's like, it's yeah. never explained, you know? Yeah. We have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. We have a Twitter account. It's at podcast ADC at podcast ADC. We have a Facebook group. It's miraculously called another digital citizen and is on Facebook. Join it. You're more than welcome. So look, I have a question for you. Yeah. If you were going to make an album, uh, and you're going to have a release party or a listening party. Uh, in today's culture, who is the two people that you will never ever invite? Uh, I'm I'm thinking uh, Harvey Weinstein and uh, <laughs> Ghislaine Maxwell probably would be some bad. <laughs> That's good choice. Get Woody Allen out there also. Just good, get the whole uh, yeah. crew. I was thinking R. Kelly. Uh, R. Kelly, Roman Polanski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Conan West, uh, welcome. Accused rapist Marilyn Manson to do Doda. Donda. Donda? Donda, Donda yeah. Party. Yeah. I have listened to that album. It's okay. I hear it's like insanely long. It is insanely long. Uh yeah, some people are disappointed by it, and then there's people who are just Kanye stands, whatever. I didn't. I I heard like clips of it. I haven't heard the whole thing at all. It's okay. It's totally okay. Uh, yeah, just I will give it. The baby also appeared uh, at the listening party. By the way, mm-hmm. um, the baby, of course, being canceled recently for what uh, saying offensive things to about. Mm-hmm. Uh, People of the LGBT community, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because he said multiple things that were all offensive to different groups, so... (laughs) (laughs) It's like everything was offensive. Yeah. Uh, How to be offensive, ABC. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of those... Things are have been in the rap community like the whole time. The very the, you know the anti gay sure, sure, sure. sentiment. Like you listen to a lot of rap and you'll hear it, but I think people just over have been overlooking it for a long time, mm-hmm. um, as just being kind of like part of the culture or whatever. But it's like, is it really like? Sure. Mm hmm. Uh, Rose McGowan. Remember Rose McGowan. <clears throat> I do remember her. Charmed. And, and Murder Hornets. Remember Murder Hornets from last year? I do. Well, Rose McGowan said that she was stung by a murder hornet. <laughs> Is it okay that I don't fucking believe her? Uh, I mean, we don't have any video of like her actually, but it's we have a picture of the dead murder hornet. So she has a pr- picture of it like... She says, so what? pain scale 9.7 out of 10. She later added in a subsequent tweet update on the murder hornet situation. My vision is now fuzzy. My balance is off. I'm in the middle of nowhere. My body is sweating. My stomach is cramping. 
After yeah. social media users challenged her hornet sting, she responded, I live in a jungle in Mexico. <laughs> so I guess yeah. that does make it a little more... Well, does it, though? Make it more Plossible. possible? Plossible. I don't know yeah. if, like, in the jungle in Mexico, if there are... If murder hornets are prevalent, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah, no, I have never been there, so don't ask me. Well, yeah, but you're not the only one that's doubting it, so just know that. Hey, look, I dare you. Say Candyman three times and look in the mirror. Uh, I've done it before. I don't have a mirror here, but uh, I've done that before and nothing happened, so... Really? Yeah. Because we all know it's uh, when you do it, you get uh, the ghost of Biggie Smalls. Wasn't that the joke in South Park? Was it? Oh, yeah, what, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh. When I do it, just be- Beetlejuice shows up for some reason. I don't even know why. <laughs> Beetlejuice instead of Candyman. Yeah. He's like, were you talking yeah, to me? No. And I was like, no, dude, get out of here. He's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I... I have re- uh, read the reviews of this. It's supposed to be very, very good. And it summoned uh, uh, 22.7 million uh, from 3,569 theaters in the first three days of its release. Um, That is impressive. Well, during this time period, yeah, for sure. I I feel like something recently we talked about did 40 million, uh, but that was during when, like, those three weeks of time where, like, the lockdown lockdown stuff had kind of started to... I had talked about this with somebody recently. Is like, there was that weird three weeks where everybody was like, "Oh, we're pandemic's over. Go along, go mm-hmm. just go about your life in America." And then three weeks later, everything sh- like shit hit the fan again. Uh, during those three weeks, some movies did fairly well. I remember. Um, yeah, so this is good for like the amount of people that are going to the movies right now for sure. Uh, it's a lot better than. What, what did we talk about last week? They did like four million, uh, mm-hmm. Revelance or whatever it was called. Yeah, Revenants. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember what it was called. Uh, hey, Luke, do you like jump scares? Uh, do I like jump scares sometimes? In movies, do you love when when you know there are jump scares in a movie and you see them coming a mile away? Well, that's not a jump scare, then. Well, then you should definitely see the toll, because it's so scary. Uh, It is about this rideshare driver and this young woman that has an encounter with a supernatural being after the car uh, breaks down. I want to read something uh, here in one of the reviews, where it says, It started out well. That I thought of a movie, The Bone Collector, where a serial killer poses as a car driver and targets his victim and meets terrible death. But at last, the movie started to go downhill quickly and lost uh, my interest faded. From what I could see, it was a terrible movie. Yep, I gave it a two, no, three, 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 three. I gave it a three. A three, okay. Um... Yeah. Oh, I guess I did. I saw. I forgot to write this down. Actually, uh, hey. I saw Twelve O'clock Boys, which came out oh. years ago. And, I heard about that. Yeah, and I've seen it like once, many, many years ago. But I just watched it again because I don't remember why it was like available on YouTube. I think 
Um, it's a very good documentary about uh, like a bike dirt bike gangs in Baltimore. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like a documentary about that, and it's got it's about specifically about one really young member of that group, and like they follow him from before he joins the gang until he's like grown up. It's it's a very good mo- movie. I'd recommend it to anybody out there. Uh, I'll give that a what. That's got to be an eight point five on that one. Well, it's an older. Fi- it's older though. By I should say that it's from like two thousand fourteen. I think. Well, I hope you saw another documentary. Look. This week, uh, I didn't see another documentary this week. Ah, well, I'm not going to talk about it lots then because I saw Bob Ross. Oh yeah. Art. Oops, I should have seen this, but I forgot. <laughs> yeah, art, deception, and greediness. This is a documentary about Bob Ross, um, yeah, and uh, how he. Uh, I, I this is more about what happened uh, when he died. Uh, I'm not going to say much because I thought Luke uh, had watched this and uh, things like that, but uh, I'm going to give this movie Luke a nine. That's saying something. Well, I know the whole the whole story already about like the oh, yeah. uh, fa- the family estate and how the this yep. group of people took it over. I know I already know the whole story, so you're not going to spoil anything if you're gonna, oh, yeah. if you want to see. It. Yeah, but uh, you know it, it is about that. Yeah, like you said, it is very. I did not know nothing about that. Oh, at really? All. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So for me, this was such an interesting documentary. I, I listened I to a whole hour and a half podcast it. about Bob Ross one time, so I, I know ah. kind of the whole story. Uh, but I'm sure it's cool. co- going to be better with visuals and everything, because I was listening to audio. I really liked it. I really liked it. So. Uh, hopefully I'll watch it next week. Um, I saw something else on Netflix. Uh, Vacation Friends? Oh, no, this was on Hulu. I'm lying. It was on Hulu. Hmm. Uh, Vacation Friends starring one John Zena. Uh, it also has Little Rel and our favorite King Bach, King Batch. Oh, oh no! The best uh. Instagram comedian ever. Um, how is he gets so much work? That guy. Yeah, how? I don't know. He's not even really that great of an actor. Uh, he just—he's probably really well connected. That's that's the only explanation. Uh, yeah. this was kind of funny actually. It's about uh, a couple. And the guy wants to marry the woman, so he takes her on vacation to, like, a tropical island so he can do the, like, classic on-the-beach-with-the-ring thing, you know what I mean? Uh, But the reservations get screwed up at the hotel, and then John Cena's character and his partner overhear um, him proposing, and they're like, oh, come stay with us. And they become friends on vacation, hence the name Vacation Friends. Uh, but then the two that they, John Zena's character, once they come back from vacation, start to get a little bit clingy and a little bit weird. You know what I mean? Like, you, we were friends on vacation, but now we're back home. Maybe don't uh, show up. At, just show yeah. up just randomly. Right, exactly. So that's the premise of the movie. It's actually kind of funny. John Zena plays the same character kind of in every movie but um everybody else in this was very very good john zena is just playing john zena kind of uh mm. 
but I laughed a bunch of times. I'd give this a 7, and I'd recommend it. Uh, 6.5, actually, and I'll recommend it to you. Cool. Then we saw maybe the movie that will win the most Oscars. Uh, win all the prizes in Cannes, everywhere else, because we have seen the best movie of the year, Luke, or what? It is definitely the best movie of 2021. I mean, we should mm -hmm. just stop making movies after this film, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's done. Like, the art of filmmaking is completely uh, devoid of any new um, yeah. experiences because of yeah. Addison's Addison Ray's He's All That. So, yeah. Just it's wrap it up, it Hollywood. Is. Go figure out another industry. <laughs> People who doesn't know us are going like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this was atrociously bad, Luke. It was very bad um, in all yes. ways. Uh, yeah, there's so much wrong with this. I don't really know where to start. It's... it's He's well. He's all that is based off of a '90s movie that was called "She's All That." That's probably where we should. That start. isn't. Yeah, and that is not a good movie in the first place. Just to say that. Uh, no. It, well, it wasn't, but it was very iconic at the time. Like sure, it sure, wasn't. Sure. Like it's one of those movies that critics are gonna. You're gonna look back and they're gonna be like, "Oh, this is a terrible movie." But at the time, all like it was very popular with the whatever high school, uh, college age kids. Um, yeah, and like Freddie Prinze Jr. came out of that, right? Uh, a few different actors and actresses came out of that movie. Uh, uh, what Rachel Lee Cook, who's in this as as well? Um, she plays the mother of Addison Ray, and it's kind of a reversal role of the original movie, where the original movie was a nerdy girl that he makes hot, makes the prom queen, and this one it's a nerd. Er, what, what would you call him? Skater boy? That she turns into He's just the skater prom king? Boy, yeah. 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 He said it said to you later, boy. But he doesn't actually skateboard ever in this. He just kind of dresses up like a skateboarder. He's an emo skateboarder boy that loves to take photographs. Right. He's like the direct. Not direct. He's the the loner. There you go. He's the right. loner who yeah, wears like the, the army loner. jacket all yes. the time. He wears an army jacket and a, a beanie all the time in what California. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, this is an amazing movie with absolutely no product placement whatsoever. Uh, I mean, I counted. 50 different products in this movie, at least. You think? Well, I mean, I, I didn't really count or anything, but... <laughs> no, no, that's uh, an that's arbitrary number. But it felt like that. Every scene had a commercial for something. Like Doritos, like they were holding the bag of Doritos, like saying, mm, do you want a Dorito? It tastes so good with this Dorito I'm having in my hand. Uh, yeah, I mean... There's one scene in this where there's a water bottle they're promoting. Yeah. And yep. we figured out it was like the company was Dr. Pep the it, the water itself was produced is being produced by Dr. Pepper Bottling Company, which is a soda company. And in the yep. same scene they had cans they had of Pepsi. So Pepsi, yeah. Which is like an oppo <laughs> like those are two opposite companies, so they have uh 
product placement of opposing companies in the same scene, which I thought was very weird. I've never seen yeah. that, I don't think, ever. <laughs> I feel like if I was Pepsi or Dr. Pepper, I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? You can't yeah. put my product against my competitor in the same scene. Especially when one of the pe- one people, one group is the good people that are drinking the water and the bad people are drinking mm. the Pepsi. So wouldn't Pepsi be like, what? You can't do that. That's yeah. That seemed maybe, very maybe, weird. Maybe maybe the opposite company had paid extra for that to have them put Pepsi with the bad people. Yes, yes. I don't. know. I feel like maybe Pepsi would have a leg on to be like, hey, that's uh, brand brand infringement or whatever it's called. Yeah, who knows? But uh, then we have the the best scene in the movie. Look, let's talk about the dancing scene because that was definitely something you loved in this movie. Uh, well, I mean, Addison Rae is a TikTok star. There's all these. It's all about TikTok or whatever. Um, even though in this she's supposed to be a beauty influencer, which is kind of like okay, mm-hmm. that's why would you change her to a beauty influencer randomly? But they just. At the beginning, I guess, of the dance, uh, what, prom? They just have a dance party battle? Off, yes. Dance off, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know why. But, it, like, she walks in the front door of the prom, and the one girl's like, oh my gosh, you're going to be late for the dance. And we're like, what dance? And we figured, like, oh, she means, like, the when... This is what I figured. You know, when, like, the king and queen meet and yes. they do the flash dance or whatever flash dance yes yeah. uh, and no we get like sh- somehow she meant a dance battle but it uh, doesn't make any sense because it seems like it's supposed <laughs> to be an impromptu dance battle but the girl says it hey you're almost you're gonna be late to the dance like it was like i don't yes. understand what this is or what's going on <laughs> yeah no i'm super confused by this uh but uh yeah no and then, according to me, they have a terrible uh, remake of uh, that song, Kiss Me. That looked like, and I, I cringed. But yeah, no, I have uh, cringed in a lot of movies, but uh, holy shit, this was cringeworthy. I I said to you that I probably would give it a four. I think that's way, way, way too nice. It's a three. Uh, yeah, I, what did I write down? Oh, I gave it a two. Um... The other thing is, this is, I'm assuming, doing really, really well. Yeah. Because we watched it because we wanted to see how bad it was. And I know yep. a lot of other people did. And then other people who actually are fans of Addison Ray are watching it because they want to see a movie with Addison Ray in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have the nostalgic people who watched the original She's All That and uh, maybe aren't informed as to ha- who Addison Ray is or anything like that. Uh they want to see it because it's nostalgic for them, right? So, like, right. I, I assume this movie is probably doing really good numbers for Netflix. That's my... We don't have any... You know, Netflix never puts out their stuff. But just by, like, the metrics in my head, this movie mm. is exploding. Well, uh, let's see a trailer for a movie that did also explode uh, with a $22 million debut. Uh, Candyman. 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 This is where it all began. I've heard it's about race relationship in the U.S. Oh, 
I also it's like a couple of kids it's razor blades a continuation. It's not like a remake. Yeah, like it's not. They're not just remaking the original. They're following up from the original. I mean, there are already a lot of sequels, so I don't necessarily think it's a sequel, but yeah, remake. No, it's not a remake. That was that was my point. It's a continu yeah, yeah, but continuation. Yeah, continuation. yeah. the whole damn I mean, it has some of the original actors as we saw there. You ask me, stay away. I feel really connected to this story. God. I mean, Kian Peel is is a in. Involved with this, so I doubt it will be bad. If we say his name five times, while yeah, five times. Summon it. Five times. I thought it was three times. It it was three times. Candyman. Anthony, no. They made it five times for the new one, I guess. Five is scarier, maybe. Maybe we are misremembering that. Don't say that. Say his name. Maybe, two, two maybe it was five times, and we're thinking maybe of Beetlejuice. Yeah, Beetlejuice was three. So, well, there was the other one when I was a kid that was like uh, Bloody Mary. Yeah. That you said three times. You never said it five times. That is so fucking good, friend. Anthony. That's really amazing. Anthony. Are you okay? Anthony. What the hell is going on? This neighborhood is haunted. Yeah. I think I made a mistake. It's a good trailer. Yeah. I'd say that. Yeah. Some of the acting, it looks a little iffy. for you. Tell everyone. New to the neighborhood. You should say it. Candyman. Say. This definitely looks like a movie that's going to set up for a sequel. Because, yeah. like, it seems like what they're trying to introduce this guy as the new Candyman, so then they'll have, like... Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, Jordan Peele is involved in this, uh, so that gives me also hope. Uh, I will let you begin uh, and tell the audience, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? In present day, a decade after the last of the Cabrini tap towers were torn down. Anthony and his partner move into a loft in now gentrified Cabrini. A chance encounter with an old timer exposes Anthony to the true story behind Candyman. Anxious to be used uh, anxious to use these macabre details in his studio as fresh grist for paintings, he unknowingly opens a door to a complex past that unravels his own sanity and unleashes a terrifying wave of violence. 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, 74% on Fandango, and 80% of Google users liked it. So pretty solid numbers across the board there in the 80s. Yeah, other other than uh, that uh, people that don't like this movie is really fucking angry at it. For example, Nat Lee says, this movie was R rated R for racist. How many uh, things are going on in the world right now? Wars, killings, and unfortunate events. I like the movie. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I know there's been issues in the past between races, and bashing any race isn't cool. Then uh, they could have mentioned the race issues, but they took it way too far. 
I am myself a proud black American uh, woman, and what is wrong, it, it doesn't matter what side you're on. So she gave it one star. Uh, I also read uh, that uh, there was a guy that was very fan of a horror ginger and that he uses. For example, my favorite... <laughs> my my favorite horror movie, <laughs> American Pie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So that was a horror movie. Okay, uh, Jason Biggs, uh, bringing it back to that. Uh, mm. Let's see. I went to the Facebook. Yeah, yeah. This is Facebook. Um, Samuel Millette says. Uh, so good. Went to see the movie in the Cineplex Theater. Great production. Very psychological twist to the script. Uh, but DeAndre Ray Dale says, um, made the original shine brighter. They tried to put a different spin on it, but this fell flat for me. Mercedes Williams says, it wasn't scary, but the storyline, acting, and message were good. It's worth a watch or two. I love horror films and they don't make them scary like they used to, but there were scary-ish scenes? So, yeah, that's kind of an in-between one. Hmm. Yeah, no, I I really want to say this. I, I'm not going to hide that all, at all. Did you see anything else? What, any other reviews? Yep. Let's see, Do I think I had one more. Uh, Daryl Hewton says, This movie sucks, save your money. So, <laughs> uh, also coming out this week is uh, Death Rider in the House of Vampires. That's a cool title. Mm -hmm. uh, in the Old West, the mysterious Death Rider enters a dangerous vampire century where the price of admission is one female virgin. Ooh, uh, <laughs> this has uh, five out of five point four out of ten uh, on IMDb. It has a lot of cool actors in it. It has Eli Roth, uh, Danny Trejo, uh, but also Tasha Rain. Uh. The thing about Danny Trejo is he'll be in like really really good movies, and then all of a sudden he'll yeah. be in the most B shit crap tier movie ever. Like he doesn't that discriminate is... against roles at all. So you can, having Danny oh. Trejo in there gives you no indication as to whether it's good or not. Right? That's so weird. That is, yeah, yeah. Uh, another movie coming out together. A couple are forced to reevaluate themselves and their relationships through a reality of lockdown. Oh, through the reality of lockdown. She is a charity worker, a coordinator for all of Europe at the refugee charity. She's the daughter of a dentist and an old socialist mother and the only grandparent still around. He, meanwhile, is self-employed, self-made man who runs a boutique computing consultancy. That doesn't tell us at all what this is about, but 7.1 no. out of 10 on IMDb, 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Five out of five on Movie Insider, 85% of Google users liked it, so there are... They got some decent um, scores there. Okay. Then the colony. An astronaut is shipwrecked on a long uh, dismantled Earth uh, during a research uh, mission. With her crewmates killed or wounded, she alone must decide the fate of the wasteland's remaining populace. Uh, five out of 
no, 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 35% on Rotten Tomatoes, eek. Uh, 68% of Google users like the movie. Uh, yeah. Rushed when an Irish, ca Irish Catholic mother's son is involved in a tragic fraternity hazing incident at his university. She takes justice into her own hands, proving that hell hath no fury like a mother's scorn. Um, five point, oh, rushed, like fratern rushing into a fraternity. I get it, okay. <laughs> 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 5 out of five on Movie Insider, 80% of Google users liked it, starring uh, Robert Patrick is in it. Uh, what? Jacob Weary, Jared Dang. Sandler. Who's, I've seen him before, but I, don't, I couldn't name I couldn't name what he was in. Oh, he was in The Wrong Missy last year. I remember. Uh, he, yeah, okay. Wow. Oh, that was a terrible movie. Uh, coming up next... Oh, no. What movie would you like to see? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess Candyman. Yeah, same here. Not, uh, last week we had so many movies to pick from. This week, not so much. <laughs> I think Together is uh, the second on my list. Uh, I don't think That's so. That's interesting. Maybe The Colony would be number two for me. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, coming up next week, we will talk news of the week, uh, TVA and movies of the week, of course. Uh, we will have another another digital review of We Need to Do Something. <laughs> that sounds like uh, like a uh, movie about like fixing houses or like cleaning or something like that. It's just that like people sitting around in a house being like, man, we yeah, really we, we should do, do something. Do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're being filmed right now for this movie that these people in this theater paid money for. That's the whole movie. It's like super meta. So meta. It's just an hour and a half of them being like, well, what we could do is we could go to the zoo. Oh, it's Sunday? It's Sunday. Oh, okay. It's so Sunday. the zoo's closed. The zoo's closed. Yeah, all right. And then they sit there for like five more minutes thinking. Yeah. So, look, who's uh, guests on the new uh, Cooking with Paris episode 5? Do you know? Uh, I can look it up. One second. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be some someone we know, I'm going to assume. Uh, I mean, Lele Pons. Oh, my God. This is the one oh I'm no. looking forward to because Lele Pons oh is the no. worst. Oh, she is the worst. So, I think this is going to be super cringe-tastic. Oh. So, oh I'm looking no. forward to it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I know what I'm doing this weekend. I'm watching a W event. Uh, I'm going to see CM Punk in action. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. I'll, hopefully I'll be able to be there. Uh, I know what, what I'm doing tomorrow night, though, before okay. that. What, what we do in the Shadows Season 3. It's coming out tomorrow. <gasps> Ooh, that I'm definitely going to watch. Super yeah. excited, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the best shows. There's not a lot of shows I get excited to like to see, uh, like when yeah. the new season comes out, and yeah, there's not a lot of them. Like maybe what, uh, Big Brother, Canada, and this, and like right. one or two other shows that I can't think of. So, yeah, uh, when is the blind woman coming back? Uh, what was that called? I hope that comes back soon. Yeah, let me look that up and all. Anyway, uh, I'll start uh, gently with the Jeremy round. Yeah. I have uh, seen 
Mr. Beast go, uh, going to give half a million away. Uh, the first half of that video, where where they are in the circle where they can't sit down. Uh, after a while, that was fun. Uh, Mr. Beast is very, I mean, it's very trite. It's it's the same thing over and over again, but nobody does it as entertaining as him. Uh, did I? I don't remember. Did we see season three? I don't. I think we did. No, we didn't. Well, apparently, it came out in June. Really? Yeah. So we just completely missed it somehow. Wow. How the fuck have we missed that? Well, it is on CW, and they don't really advertise it all that yeah, well, so we just didn't, true. for whatever reason, we... So it's out there, if you want to see it. Okay. I, I really want to see it. I wonder what, what if... What was it called again? In the Dark. In the Dark. That was it, whatever it was called. Right, 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 right. I'm actually very excited for that. I don't... I feel like maybe I did see it and I just don't remember. June, though? No, I would have remembered in June if I would have seen it. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's not even that long ago. It's like two months ago. Yeah, no. I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> I'm actually a little irritated on myself. That is one of... I missed it, too, so we both somehow... Yeah. I mean, obviously, they just weren't promoting it very well. Otherwise, we would have seen something for it at some point, you know? Yeah, that is one of the best shows that you never heard of, audience. Yeah, and totally. Go and watch it. Go and watch it. Watch, and then anyway. we're going to watch season three. It's going to be total crap, and we're going to be like, yeah. oops, <laughs> my bad. We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't see that yet. Uh, uh, <laughs> the two first seasons are good. Whoa. Oh, the police is coming for me. Is that oh, what police that? sirens sound like, or is that a... Ambulance. Ambulance, okay. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, leather jacket guy versus amazing atheist was kind of oh, funny. Jesus Christ, that was so fun. Uh, they got in a big argument, kind of like going well, kind of going back and forth to a degree that didn't mm. last very long. But uh, yeah, it was just a silly argument because once the one side, the guy's an atheist and he's just trying to like talk about his beliefs, and the other guy's just the leather jacket guy is basically just hating on him, right? I mean, that's really I mean, what it comes he hates down to. on a in everything. I mean, I have never ever met a, a so-called liberal that is so fucking right-wing. Oh, no, he's not liberal. He's, he calls himself a... Uh, what is it? Anarchist, isn't it? No, no. He's a... Why can I not, not an independent, but, you know, Gary Johnson. What's Gary Johnson? Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Gary Johnson. But, but yeah, no, uh, I, I just despise leather jacket guy. Libertarian, there we go. That's what Libertarian, yeah. He's like hardcore libertarian where he's like, uh, there shouldn't be means. driver's licenses and things like that, yeah. Right. Um, and his take on American politics is is so funny because it's like he lives in the Netherlands and gives everybody this impression that he lives in the United States. Well, uh, I wouldn't say he gives the impression, but he because sometimes he'll do things where he talks about where he's living or like thing he'll do like 
man on the street things occasionally where he's just walking down the street yeah. with a camera and it, it, he'll show that he's in in that country <laughs> but all of sure. his videos are talking about like american politics and about how he doesn't want it, american politics to affect him and his, his life in this way and it's like you don't even right. live here what the fuck are yeah, you talking yeah. about you and you yeah. live in a freaking socialist country and that's the thing you're the most against so yeah yeah, no, he he really really hates liber liber uh, like uh, socialism. He hates it with a passion, and he lives in the Netherlands, one of the most like socialist countries in the world. I I think it's funny. I I'm sure it has nothing to do with it. But ever since we just started calling him leather jacket guy, so we wouldn't give him mm -hmm. any, so we wouldn't promote his name on here. Mm -hmm. He stopped wearing the leather jacket from. If you noticed, <laughs> yes, I, I have noticed. But in my mind, he is the leather jacket guy, so he's never going to get away from that. Which is honest. funny because there's also another guy on YouTube that's called leather that's jacket called the guy. Leather jacket yeah, guy, yeah. yes. They could be twins, to be fair. Uh, not well. Actually, I guess if you put they kind of look if alike. you put sunglasses on him, yes. may, yeah, I guess maybe. Anyway, yeah. uh, what else? Uh, what else happened? Uh, James Corden, right? We were going to talk about James Corden. Oh, yes. You talked about... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I saw a video uh, taken from a driver uh, where he's dancing in the street with Selena Gomez. Hey, back, backspill with Selena Gomez. Yeah, uh, that's to weird. Her, her songs. Uh, and he's grinding up uh, with his uh, cock-a-doodle-doo uh, onto the car. It's uh, He's hip-thrusting, right? Yes. But yes. he's wearing this, like, animal... You think it's, like, an elephant costume or something? Maybe a koala? I'm not sure. It's some type mm -hmm. of animal costume that's very loose in that area. So you get a very... Like, you see everything happening. The mm. movement that happens when you do the hip-thrust down there. Like, right in the yep. driver's side window of this person's car that's just trying to probably, like, you know, drive home from work or something, or just, like, go to their grocery store, and they're being, like, uh, I wouldn't say, like, essay, but, like, they're definitely, that's uncomfortable for somebody to, like, hip thrust at, at you, just, like, you have no, it's not like he can, like, go away, he's stuck in a car, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It is so fucking weird. Uh, how to cook that? Uh, something I have never seen in my entire life before this week. Okay. Uh, but have you heard of scump Scumpalicious? No. So that is a YouTube channel. Uh, and it is, according to how to cook that, extremely fake. It is a very good 25 uh, minute little essay about... Uh, their thing. Uh, you should look it up. Very, very funny. Okay, I saw... There was a news story that I didn't put in our news, because if people don't know, we have to have, like, multiple articles to be able to confirm what's happening in the news, and uh, that are actually article or news sources that I trust. Um, and there, a few places had uh, talked about this, uh, and there's a few that I actually do trust, but there wasn't enough to, like, actually put it in the main news. But did you hear that eBay banned porn? No. Uh, yeah. That's why it's kind of like, 
being hidden. Like, I haven't heard really a lot of people talk about it. I think that's why I'm not finding really, really big articles about it. But, I, I mean, I've got one here from <laughs> The New Yorker, Axios, um, Pink News, which is like an LB, LGBTQ uh, website. Go Pride right. Chicago talking about it. Um, yeah. Uh, hmm. Let's see. I'll go to the Axios one. Or let's see. Oh, here's one from The Advocate. A new policy at eBay in May that prohibits the listing of sexually explicit material has led to an outcry from LGBTQ historians, archivists, and civil rights leaders due to the impact of preservation of queer history, particularly that of the leather community and pre-Stonewall era... Uh, yeah, the ban was enacted in May, and went in effect, and went into effect in June. The online marketplace is still process of ramping up enforcement of not selling it. Uh, the policy technically applies to both gay and straight erotica, although critics say it is being selectively enforced about queer content right now. So that's why there's some outcry, even though we didn't even hear about this when it happened in June at all. Playboy and Penthouse are excluded from the ban, as are some LGBTQ publications. Uh, so yeah, an another website banning pornography from that we didn't even hear about. Mm. Uh, Jake Paul won another stupid boxing match. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, did he retire? Is that what happened? Uh, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I, is he actually retired? We'll see. I guess if the money's yeah. good enough, maybe he'll come back. But uh, Logan Paul yeah. is still boxing or whatever. So, well, but yeah, no, I'm a little upset that he won. Well, there's a lot of speculation that the guy threw the fight, Tyrone Woodley. Uh, a lot of people. Yeah. There was this one moment where it was like, oh, you could just take him, take out Jake Paul right here with like a few punches because he's totally stunned and dazed, yeah. and the guy didn't even go after him, and then just let Jake kind of recover. So people speculated that maybe there was a little bit of a fix, and uh, it wouldn't be the first time in boxing. So. Whatever do you mean? <laughs> Boxing is a total legitimate sport. It's never it's never been had a history of incredibly being rigged and uh No. Yeah, no that's n that's not how that not works. Whatsoever. For like it's the like, entire time it's been around, yeah. I love people that are like are hardcore like boxing and an MMA uh, fighting people that goes like uh WWE is fake. Oh, wrestling is so fake. And I go, like, yeah, because nothing ever happened in the MMA or, or boxing arena that was fake. Not at all. Not one single match. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Um, do we want to talk about the Repsion video now? What Repsion video? Uh... The one where he talks about leaving the Southern Baptist Church. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. That was hard to watch. Uh, Ugh. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you think about it? I guess, and then I'll go into what I think about it. Uh, yeah, no, I... I, I, I I've, as someone that has been kind of in his shoes... It felt like it was nice to uh, see someone that kind of made the same decisions as, as I have done. But it was very heartbreaking as well. Like, uh, 
I I I I think he's one of the stronger voices out there, and he he's he's someone that I have looked up to uh, on YouTube, and I I feel like he's one of those very like few honest voices out there that kind of like talk to talk. So yeah, no, it was hard for me to watch it to be honest. I just think it's good that um, for him to get out there and say it so that other people maybe that are in that position will yeah. number one feel empowered by it but number two inform people who don't know about what's going on in those kind of communities specific mm -hmm. he's talking about the southern baptist church and specifically a lot of the video he focused on the nature of how the church structures like relationships between men and women right specifically mm -hmm. the 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 husband and the wife specifically and how mm -hmm. uh things are overlooked like battery and things like that um and sexual assault and things like that are just overlooked by the church because uh the man is always right or whatever basically mm. um that's something I, I don't think a lot of people if they aren't in that kind of religion say they're in just like a normal christian church that's not like super mm. weird like that or like a, not a, in a mormon church right. uh they don't understand like that just because your type of religion doesn't do those kind of things, a lot of other ones do, right? So, yeah, I remember this is uh, uh, when you, uh, people usually ask me, well, like how I can become uh, out of the Mormon Church, and I bring up every time I talk about that, I bring up something my dad said that I was like a black man that tried to be a member of the Ku Klux Klan. Like I was, I was a member of a church that didn't like me, that didn't respect me, that didn't want really me. Like I was the whole full of me in their church. Really, they worked against like everything I was standing for. And when my dad said that, I I just had this like wake up call uh, in in my head and saying like he's fucking right. Like I'm I'm trying to. Uh, play to their tune instead of like me being me and being uh, my full potential right and yeah i mean with him he in the video he says like he his family after he left the church they disowned him and everything he had like yeah. a very small amount of money left to his name and the, he all he had was like a passion for youtube so and luckily yeah. it took off and I mean, good for him. And it sounds like this is something he wanted to get off his chest for a long time. Mm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, congratulations if he hears this. Yeah, no, I have uh, mad respect for the man. He's uh, an amazing YouTuber. Go and watch him. Uh, what is his uh, YouTube channel called? I think it's just called Repsion. Yeah. With a Z, Z I O N, yeah. Um, you ready to cringe? I am ready to cringe. Go always. to the pod, pod links chat. I will. I saw this commercial last night, and I was like, mm -hmm. "Wow, that's some boomer shit." <laughs> I love boomer shit. Okay, so this is a uh, gum commercial. Extra, extra gum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard of extra. That makes your teeth uh, teeth watch. Uh, nice. Okay, I'm ready. Alright, give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. 
It's a little girl playing on her phone. And her other friend is like dancing. dancing. Oh, oh, I thought that was her mom. She's not paying attention to her because she's on her phone. Now it's night and she's still not paying attention to her. She hands her a gum wrapper. Sometimes. And on the gum wrapper it says friend request. Give extra. It's so boomer. Get out and touch grass, kid. Oh, boomer. Why are those kids always on their damn cell phones? Get out and chew gum already. Oh, okay. Well, with that fantastic commercial, I think we should. A gum out of air. See what I did there? That was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, w- I will just say one thing before we leave. Look, who's playing football right now? I don't know. Norway against Netherlands. Okay. If you had to guess, <laughs> if you had to guess, like, you know Norway, <laughs> and you know the Netherlands, who is best, who's better at football uh, Norway or Netherlands? If oh, you had I, to guess. I, if, I, if I had to guess, I, I wouldn't even know. So I just make a 50 50 decision and say Netherlands? Netherlands is definitely better. Go, okay. Netherlands! Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye, everybody. Another, di- another, digi- another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.